0: The Mexican Revolution is one of the most notable historical moments for both Mexicans and Chicanos. With that said, the causes, results, and its purposes are not widely known. The simple explanation and most understood reason for the revolution usually depicts the government as the villain and the hungry peasant as the hero. Today, as always, we will dive into the history of this event and will attempt to equip you with the information the challenges any narrative you may have come across. The Mexican Revolution was not something that began overnight, nor does it have a single cause. However, political instability that began as early as a nation's birth, 100 years prior to the actual revolution, most definitely played a factor in the event. Mexico struggled to find an identity as soon as it became a nation in 1821. Conservatives sought to keep most of the old Spanish ways of governing, as well as the old social structure. Liberals were influenced by their neighbor to the north and wanted to replicate its way of governing and its economic system, which included assimilating natives into the larger Hispanic culture. Race did not play a role, but rather economic and social status. These clashing ideals would contribute to the constant change in government, the laws of Texas. New Mexico and California Territories, the French occupation of Mexico, and ultimately the Porfiriato. Land ownership, and who had access to land, was one of the major contributors to the revolution. Since the Spanish conquest, land ownership was in the hands of the descendants of conquistadors, the church, and in the hands of native communal lands. Landlordism was set in place since the conquest and remained a force up until the revolution. Although Porfirio Diaz is credited with modernizing Mexico, he did it at the expense of the most underprivileged people in Mexico. Business opportunities were only given to those who afforded these privileges, stifling a free market economy and producing monopolies. Ironically, it was the same privileges that foreigners had and the war for independence back in 1810, and the Porfiriato continued to favor foreigners at the cost of exacerbating the conditions of Mexican nationals, regardless of race, and this caused resentment amongst Mexican nationals. All of these factors contributed to the violence that would erupt at the end of 1910. Porfirio Diaz held power from 1877 to 1911. In his 34-year tenure, Mexico witnessed political stability for the first time since it became a nation in 1821. Díaz modernized the country, but it came with a cost. Foreigners flocked and flourished under his regime, while the majority of Mexican nationals suffered the most, especially natives who had lived in communal lands that predated the Spanish. The call to arms after the election of Díaz for the last time became possible because the masses supported it. Initially, the Mexican government did not take the cause seriously, but eventually Diaz resigned in 1911 when the movement gained support from public opinion. When Francisco Madero ran against Diaz and was arrested shortly after, the seeds of revolution were planted. Madero created the Plan de San Luis Potosí in Texas, which called for armed rebellion against the Mexican government. The revolt the Nago was planned, but individual insurgent movements did begin to take place in the north. Pascual Rolosco and Francisco Villa began raiding military headquarters, and in the south Zapata, which war on wealthy landowners. By 1911, these revolutionary forces took control of Ciudad Juarez, which forced Diaz to step down and declared Madero the new president of Mexico. However, Francisco Madero's regime was short lived because he failed to prioritize the need for economic changes and land restoration, especially for natives. U.S. Ambassador Henry Lane Wilson was also an adversary of the Madero administration because he felt that Madero's advocacy for the rebel groups posed a threat to American companies. Being well aware that enemies of Madero still lived in Mexico, He devised a plan with Félix Díaz, the nephew of Porfirio Díaz, and General Vitoriano Huerta to remove Madero from office for good. Shortly after being arrested, Madero was assassinated under the order of Huerta. Huerta was almost immediately met with revolt, and Venusteno Carranza launched himself as a new president, hoping to restore a constitutional government. However, Woodrow Wilson did not recognize Carranza's presidency. And for this reason, the United States military occupied the city of Tampico in 1914. When Carranza declared himself president on July 14th, he was met with opposition the road forces, especially Villa. This is when the revolution saw the most bloodshed until Villa, Obregón, and Zapata met to elect Eulalio Gutiérrez as interim president. However, Obregón reallied with himself with Carranza and defeated Villa in the Battle of Celaya in April 1915. Zapata and Villa's forces were depleted. Vigas sought to take revenge on Americans in Mexico and border towns since Wilson was a supporter of Garanza. Vigas' forces executed 17 American citizens in Santa Isabel in January 1916. Some two months later, he raided the town of Columbus and killed another 17 American citizens. Villa's actions angered the U.S., and Wilson sent John J. Pershing into Mexico to find and capture Villa. His attempts failed, and he was never caught by the U.S. government. Carranza returned to power, and with them the Constitution of 1917 was established. The Constitution gave the president dictatorial powers, but it gave the government the power to confiscate land from all the landowners, guaranteed workers' rights, and limited the rights of the Catholic Church. Carranza remained in power for another three years and removed anyone who opposed him, including Zapata, who was assassinated in 1919. However, Carranza eventually lost support when he tried to break up a railroad strike. On May 1920, Obregón was killed and he was replaced by interim president Adolfo de la Huerta until Obregón was elected president in November 1920. The election of Obregón is seen by historians as the end of the Mexican Revolution. However, the fighting did not fully cease until 1934, when Lázaro Cárdenas was elected and began to enact some of the reforms that were promised by the Constitution of 1917. The Mexican Revolution was inevitable. But the changes that were supposed to take place following the independence movement finally came to light because of it. Although it would take 17 years after the 1917 Constitution was established, the fighting was on the Between 1934 and 1940, the Cárdenas administration advocated for industrial workers and peasants by supporting the demand for higher wages, improving working conditions, Nationalizing its oil and railroad industries, and most notably, breaking up the large estates and redistributing land to the peasantry. Cárdenas established new welfare programs, which made public school free for all Mexican citizens. With that said, all of this came at a cost. About 1 million people died during the revolution, including people like Zapata and Villa in 1919 and 1923 respectively another one million mexicans fled for the united states this included people from the peasantry and wealthy landowners who had large estates that dated back to the old spanish vice royalty period listen i know with tons of content on the internet sometimes it's not convenient to watch an entire youtube episode however if you would like to share the clips of this episode please consider. Follow me on TikTok at f.l underscore underscore. If you are more of an auditory learner, this episode can also be shared via all listening platforms. Until next time, keep challenging false narratives.